Welcome to Probably Science. I am Andy Wood, joined by Matt Kirshen. Hello. Matt Kirshen is back. He's back. He's here for a second. That is the voice of Brooks Whelan, of course. Brooks Whelan. I'm really tired. (laughs) I feel like my story from last night might actually arrive. I I think I've had a Brooksian weekend so far also. Ooh, what is that? I don't know. Before we get to that, let's bring it up. By Brooksian, do you mean you made a series of mistakes? (laughs) Yeah. Which bad decisions led you to that conclusion? Bad, bad Dude, decisions. it's when you have that when you have that weekday job, you gotta take advantage of Fridays and Saturdays, man. I'm also celebrating I got a new job starting tomorrow, so oh, it's yeah. a transition what period. What is the new job? Uh, I'm actually working with Julian, former Julian guest of the show Julian McCullough. Ah. Yeah, I'm working on the upcoming Whitney Cummings talk show on E. Hell so. yeah. Exciting stuff starting tomorrow. Working super close to home too, over at Universal. So it'll be oh, nice. Nice short. This is called working on. Working is a very vague. Working term. is what very are you doing vague. on this. That's, thing? I don't even know exactly what. Uh, I think it's the most euphemistic. Rubdowns, massage. Who's associate, are you peeling? Associate producer, <laughs> which is a, a euphemism I think could apply to anything. Welcome so to I probably bragging. With <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Just explaining why I went crazy. Okay, but that was the voice of our special guest, Mike Siegel. Hi, how are you? Thank you for joining us, Andy. Uh, it's fantastic to. Be here. It's great. You've been over here before. I have been over for, here before. Not for podcasting purposes. For a pool party. Pool parties, pool not podcasts. Pool parties. Mm-hmm. Perfection. And it had that Boogie Nights vibe to it. Very. Like, we've been talking about how there's, there's like no way... Like good Boogie Nights or like the bit where everything breaks down and goes <laughs> like wrong? <the> Post-1980 <laughs> Boogie Nights. Right. No, this, is the, definitely yeah, this is the part here. where John C. Riley and, uh, and Marky Mark are like high-fiving and doing yeah. our <laughs> That's how much they bench. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is my favorite scene in, a, in an already great movie. That is the best scene. <laughs> They're just so good. How much you bench? You first. Same time. Okay. You didn't ah. say. Neither did you. <laughs> People so tell me I look like Han Solo. Also, the way he pronounces <laughs> yeah. it, Han Solo. I love that so much. Uh, so, Mike, um, viewers may have seen you. You were the host, longtime host of uh, TBS Movie Extra. TBS Movie Extra. But you've also been on tons of things. You were, you've been tons recently Mike and Molly, Better Off Ted. Uh, Are you looking at my IMDb I looked it up page? earlier because oh, I, was, I didn't know you were God. in the movie Traffic. I, I am, know. yeah. Andy Richter controls the universe. Well, well any, any, name a show that's been off the air, and that's <laughs> that's it. Well, so uh, what's the next thing you're going to curse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, maybe I got to get in that Whitney talk show. Let me get a piece oh. of that. I got to get on that thing. I've been trying to become the lead of the new Star Wars franchise. That's nice. what I'm going after. Yeah, the, you, have the, you have the combination of like a Disneyfied no, look, but well, also you could be. People say he looks like Hansel. Hansel no, what I, well, the what really I, good thing is when you're in one of those things, the fans really like you. Like if you're if you're if you're no. the lead of the new Star Wars. I think my best. Always. I think I have a good shot because I am an, a bad actor with no future, <laughs> and that's what they seem to love. They, they gravitate towards that. Yeah, I made. Dude, check it out. I've made a YouTube. Uh, I made an audition, a self audition, where it's a, it's on YouTube. You should watch it, listeners. It's just me. I wrote my own script for Star Wars Episode <laughs> Excellent. Seven. Excellent. And I play Brooke Skywalker in it. <laughs> Uh, look it up. I'm actually. Pr- I think it's really funny. Okay, now we're crossing the double brag. The double brag alert there. <laughs> so double brag. Loop. Did, did loop. No, I'm saying look up my fucking clips, fan. <laughs> Give me some hits on YouTube. Well, if we are bragging, I'm in the process of growing a charity mustache. Ooh, oh, it's looking great so, over yeah. there. Yeah. There we go. I'm, I thought it was Tom Selleck across from me. Right? <laughs> yeah, I've had that before, even before I grew that. <laughs> but uh, I think it's just me hanging out with two men and a baby. Yeah, but. Uh, it's a very early Tom Selleck. It's yeah, like it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a larval Tom Selleck. A larval at 13. Tom, Selleck. Tom Selleck at 13, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want to go, go online and sponsor me, uh, I don't have a link handy to tell you, but sponsor, sponsor other men's prostates on my behalf. Right, exactly. 
I thought you just. I want you to look at my face and just see other people's prostates in it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want you to do. I want you to think of the inside of men's assholes when you see me. What is the Movember thing? Is is for charity? It is definitely... I don't know it's how this charity. works. I got talked into it because there's a group of uh, British comics uh, and various comedy people who... Do, I just got an email from one of them saying, do you want to... Um, it was David Schneider started the, to- the the group and he goes, do you, do you want to be involved in this? I'm doing a Movember group. Yeah. And I just went, ah, yeah, all right. But what we're basically doing is people are sponsoring me to go through the humiliation of growing facial hair that other people choose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why didn't you fucking do this for Country Summer when I was doing it? You should have. Were you here during Country Summer? I was here on and off. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I grew a giant mustache this summer in honor of Country Summer. The charity was uh, Brooks's silly <laughs> listening to awful music phase. Yeah, I I think, to I'm currently sat also. right next to someone who, for no charity reasons, willingly chose to do this thing that <laughs> people are paying me money to go right. through. <laughs> So you said you had a country mustache. Does that mean it's a big handlebar? Oh, no, just a bushy-ass mustache. All right. Just super bushy. Loving Alan Jackson. (laughs) Went just having a real good time. Then Country Summer came to a screeching halt Uh when my girlfriend dumped me. Uh, (laughs) Because because in her her words, she was sick of dating a caricature. Is that what she said? Uh, Well, no, it wasn't in her (laughs) words. But it was easy to break up with me at that point in my life is what I came to realize. So, Country Summer came to an end. Uh, and now we're in Country Fall. We're in Country Movember. I wonder how many relationships will be will be lost over Movember. Like, that's going to cost some people some. I don't know, but I'm expecting however many worldwide that lost through it, I'm going to gain them back. Right. <laughs> and ironically, there's a good country song in there about being dumped because of your mustache. Oh, what? A, I think all country be songs song are basically yeah. that when it comes down to it. Well, maybe I couldn't but, put up with my. Uh, Soup, <laughs> soup strainer, push broom. I grow a beard. I, I grew soup a, strainer is a big exaggeration soup, of what I'm going to end up with. <laughs> I grew a beard for Halloween, and uh, and then I started like kind of seeing this girl, and then uh, I shaved it for my Halloween costume, and then she was like, w- "Where's the beard? I really like your beard." And I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, man! Now I gotta have a beard." So your uh, Halloween costume was a beard. My Halloween costume, <laughs> my Halloween costume was a was a pencil mustache. <laughs> But I was like, I can't just grow a pencil mustache. I just got to grow a beard. beard Well, this was Andy's point just now about my Movember. Like, I, 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 yeah, you, you could do the whole. I'll just get stubble and then it'll turn into a beard, and then I'll just and then I'll just shave everything. But the mustache was there. Or you could just do what I'm doing, which is fully committing and going through (laughs) the 13 year old trying to look hard. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) chocolate chocolate milk stain right there. You're the perfect. In the Venn diagram, you're the overlapping area between person concerned with men's health issues and pedophile. That's that's the. Perfect. No, you look. You'd look remarkably like the eighth grade bully from my high school, from my middle school. Thank you. You look just like this dude. You look like the guy who was. I wrestled in seventh. In eighth grade, grade, I'm talking as him as an eighth grade. (laughs) You look like a twelve year old bully, right? Yeah. No. Has anybody ever called you a bully before? This might be the first time. I don't know, but I kind of like it. It Looks like the power might go to my head. Yeah. You could. Are there there any seventh graders that I could? Yeah. Yeah. You could totally take. Yeah, I, Brooks, you wrestled a lot growing up, right? Yeah, that was my life. That was your life. I was eighteen. Did I, yeah. tell you, I did it one year in seventh grade, and I was the worst. Lost every match by a pin. I um, hated it. Hated it was the it. worst. Yeah, and there was an eighth grader <laughs> who made my life hell, who had that exact mustache. Also, he was the son. His dad was a minister, so he was that kind of ruffian. You know what you're always going to be if your parents are in the clergy. Um, Jay Koshak was his name. I don't know if hey, he listens. But here's a fact: if you know wrestling, you know Dan Gable. My brother is the head coach of the high school he went to. I guess Big Waterloo West. Is this wrestling. in Iowa? Yeah. 
right. Yeah. Is he an Olympian or something? Oh, he was like the greatest yeah, U.S. A, wrestler ever. He's the greatest U.S. wrestler really? yeah. yeah. Yeah, he oh. won the Olympics. He won the Worlds. Then he coached the University of Iowa to 17 national titles uh, in like 22 years. Did he ever uh, try to go into like WWE stuff, or is that no? No, I mean, does that mean, sometimes <laughs> so real wrestlers. Yeah, what was his name? What was it like his wrestling name? I wasn't. No. Don't real wrestlers sometimes go <laughs> oh, into? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But Dan, but I mean, this, he wrestled in like the seventies. Um, oh, okay, okay. And uh, he was named Iowa Wrestling is named like the greatest dynasty of uh, the twentieth century by ESPN. Oh, yeah, Damn. love that shit. So but you didn't. Why, wrestle and anyone in outside college, of Iowa right? does not care. No yeah. one cares. <laughs> Did you uh, wrestle in college, Brooks? I forgot. No, no, my brothers did, but I went to the University of Iowa. I could have wrestled like Division Three, but didn't. Well, there was no point in that. So uh, <laughs> I went to Iowa. No way I could was good enough to wrestle at Iowa. Yeah. Not even close. So I'd wrestle intramurals. They had intramurals. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, it's fun. That sounds like a euphemism, though. <laughs> I wrestled intramural in college. <laughs> Just hobby. It's like yeah. a big Me and a few guys used yeah. to get down there. <laughs> Slap each a other few beers. A little bit. That's exactly what happened. Uh, all right. Wrestling. Wrestling. Fun. Well, I, I wanted to talk to um, our, our guest, Mike. Yeah, they never do that, by the way. Just, you know, they have, like, backyard wrestling leagues, like, where people, kids mimic the WWE. They never have, like, backyard Greco-Roman. No. <laughs> just, With referees and mats few and buddies, someone gets the camcorder out, and they just... Well, that's because you can go into a high school and do that. <laughs> Because it's the sport. Yeah, there's no pickup wrestling matches. For yeah, no. Once the thing <laughs> about re- like you can continue to play baseball and football and basketball as you grow older. You're as soon as you <laughs> stop competing in wrestling, you're done. Yeah, because nobody gonna... just wrestles. <laughs> hey, Dan, do you fancy coming around to my house and just grappling some? You want to just go into the basement and wrestle a little bit? <laughs> well, sure, that sounds great. Have a few beers, wrestle around. It's not like an office softball league. Yeah, you don't no, have an office no. wrestling league. No. Uh, Especially you wouldn't take that offer during Movember. Definitely turn that guy down. <laughs> if if mustachioed guy is trying to get hey, you to uh, do some... Hey, guys, I just got a new singlet, so... Uh... <laughs> just uh, got an extra one, actually. I mean, I went... no, but you don't have to, like, if you guys feel like putting one on. I like, went in it's... and wrestled with my brother's high school team, like, two Christmases ago. So I'd been, like, 24. And uh, I got taken down by, like, a fucking 15-year-old. <laughs> and then I threw up. And I was like, you know what? I'm done wrestling for life. Uh... That's how I'm going out. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, speaking of sports, we were just talking with uh, with Mike about uh, you also host a podcast called Travel Tales. Travel Tales, You're a bit yeah. Of a world traveler. Uh, it's my favorite thing to do. And you you know way more than I would have expected an American to about British soccer leagues and such. You, you know what? Matt, knowing just... knowing soccer, first of all, when you're traveling around the world, it's really the closest thing to like an international language that there is. I mean, everybody knows it. Outside it's, of America, it is. It really like, is. everywhere in the world. Yeah. It's. Uh, I've gone. I, I remember staying a weekend up in. I was in northern Thailand, and I was in like. On a hike with these uh, dudes, a lot of Australian, like, drunken Australian guys. Of course, is there another kind? <laughs> yeah, no, there isn't. And uh, we ended up everywhere some... in the world. If there's backpackers, there'll be Australians yes. and Israelis <laughs> and, <it's laughs> and Swedes. There's always yeah, some Swedes, Swedes around. Yeah. But they, uh, yeah. So we were in this remote location, like in the woods. There was no TV. There was no electricity. Yeah. And then we just went to the park and just started kicking around a ball. And within like 20 minutes, everybody in town had come and we were playing. Wow. And it was just like, and you realize, oh my God, this is This, this brings is everyone together. It, really, it is yeah. the simplest of game. Like you, you don't have to no explain equipment. the rules. Everybody knows yeah. the rules. Anything you kick vaguely the ball round, then that's it. That's yeah. all you need. Don't need a singlet. Yeah, that's uh, But that's you, can, you can also uh, strike up a conversation in any bar about, in the world if you know the players and if you know the basic leagues and stuff yeah. I mean, every which you driver, seem to every... know a hell of a lot more than I do from the <laughs> I saw two games on this last trip I was on I was which is week. more than I've had in 20 years like, <laughs> I've never seen a live soccer game I think. you should go I mean it's really a fun event yeah. I yeah, love all getting... sporting events live yeah to it's see fun. it and you know a lot Even about baseball 
Even, yeah, yeah I baseball. love baseball. I That's a hard it. sell to foreigners, too. No, you can't man. explain baseball. Base- so. Here's how I sell it. It's just a huge bar you hang out That's at. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you eat hot dogs and drink beer. Well, Plus, I left London on Sunday, and I realized as I was going to the airport, I was taking the train, and there was all these people in NFL jerseys everywhere in London. Really? Oh, yeah, they had wow. the game, didn't they? Yeah, they, I realized that, yeah, they were playing in Wembley, I think. They've started doing that now. In the last few years, every every year there's one game that's pl- in the official NFL season that's played in Wembley. Yeah. But it's two, it's two NFL teams. It's not as if they're doing some... No, no, it was the Eagles. Against... It was, uh, I think it was the Eagles and somebody. Wow. Was it Dallas? I can't remember. And they get a crowd for that. Yeah, yeah. capacity. Capacity. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it makes sense, dude. Like, what if, you know, uh, you know, I mean, soccer's not huge over here, but there's enough fans scattered yeah. around that if, if they played, like, Man, Man United, United versus yeah. yeah, like, imagine, imagine there were, even wasn't any, like, there wasn't Major League Soccer. There wasn't a U- U.S. Yeah. Soccer League. Right. There were no games. And then two premiership teams played in L.A. Then, well, they yeah, do. They, they have an exhibition games, yeah. uh, like, in their preseason, basically. So yeah. in August, I went to the Rose Bowl here, and I saw Chelsea play, I think it was AC Milan. Is it sold right. out? Oh, that is sold out. It was uh, well, 95,000 people. Holy 95,000 people. Wow. It was because crazy. You, again, if you think, apart, apart from people like yourself, like American soccer fans, the number of non-Americans living in LA and all of those those are two huge teams oh yeah it was yeah. massive it was huge that's awesome so as much as Iowa loves wrestling Iowa hates soccer yeah I yes. know <laughs> yeah. I grew up in Chicago and I, oh, I used to yeah, go there yeah. all the time and I used to work in Iowa all the time and yeah wrestling I couldn't believe how big it was. Though. Oh, it's huge. But, yeah, but soccer's like, what are you, a seventh grader? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I giving Iowa people a redneck accent? <laughs> they sound exactly like how I talk. Yeah, I would have thought that your accent would be very similar. <laughs> My high school didn't even have a soccer team in, until, like, I was, like, a junior. I yeah, think, I think that was the, the same. District. That was the same with mine. It was like, if you want to play soccer, That's you had crazy. to drive, like, an hour away. Yeah, there was. Yeah. The, I played it, like, for the town growing up. We had a league. But yeah, uh, yeah. by the time I got to high school, it wasn't until, yeah, I was a junior. And then we were getting beat, like, 20 to 1. It yeah. wasn't even fun. You know, yeah. you and your ass kicked that badly. It was awful. So, yeah. Mike, we always ask our guests the same question. Uh, what is your science background? Do you have any background in science? Or Actually, my parents were uh, scientists. Oh, so, no. this, yeah, they would be overjoyed that I was on this podcast. <laughs> Not that we've talked about <laughs> anything about science. But no, we're good. We're well, get eventually it. we get to it. Yeah, uh, my dad, uh, well, my mom got her PhD in uh, botany. And my dad got his in zoology. What? So it was plants and animals. So I grew and none. Mm. Me, my brother, or sister, none of us went into the sciences oh. at all. Did you have an interest I, in it as you were growing up? Were they? Did they kind of communicate some of their love of the subject to you, or was it? You just know, like, when oh, you're sitting, mom and dad are doing weird shit. Yeah, yeah, when you sit around the dinner table and they're talking about like chromosomes and all this really. Oh, way over the head. You just kind of tune it out after a What'd while. What did your dad do with the zoology degree? They worked, uh, my dad was, uh, he worked in hospitals, like in the lab. You would send stuff down to the lab for testing and he would run the lab, oh, that kind cool. of thing. That's so nothing I, with animals, nothing cool like working in a zoo. I that would have been awesome. I run yeah. a lab. That's what my job is. Oh, really? Yeah. So I just test shit too. I'm just like a test engineer. Oh, really? Yeah. You have a PhD too? Uh, no. I have. <laughs> well, I just, I just hate Well, he's dead way. now. So that, that, you know, what the hell? No PhD. It killed him. <laughs> I didn't killed get, my dad. Oh, so basically, Brooks won. This yeah, he is. You win. No, I didn't get my master's because I was like more to throw away when yeah. I do comedy. <laughs> I know. By so the I way, was, Brooks, I was looking on CNN the other day, and they had a list of the top fifty best jobs in America. Let me see if I can find this. Oh yeah, biomedical engineering is always way up there. Number one, yeah, biomedical engineer. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's like solid because I mean, there's uh, there's always all you know medical field. There's no slump in the economy. Yeah, yeah at any yeah. times. And then there's in the so, pharmaceutical there's business. So much fucking advancement happening technologically that they're just combining the shit out of those. It's so great. where is a promising comedian and podcaster? 
on the list. <laughs> I, I actually scrolled through about 26 of these until I got to um, Event Planner, and then it had a stock footage picture of a woman standing in front of an easel that just had the day's schedule, and at the top it said itinerary, and the word itinerary was misspelled. Oh, oh no. <laughs> that was the 26th best job in America. I've met a few event planners, and that kind of works. Yeah, That's about right. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, so what my mom did, actually. She did, uh, like, AIDS research, and, and oh, wow. she did cancer research, and she taught at a medical school in Chicago. Well, I don't want to do belittle your mom, but neither of them are cured. Yeah. <laughs> nice work. Step it up, Mrs. C. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Mom. <laughs> Wait, so she was botany pro days. or anti? Anti. <laughs> <laughs> she invented AIDS. Yeah. She actually did marathons for AIDS. Oh, <laughs> marathons for AIDS. She Those was are better we called them the AIDS marathon, yeah. but didn't know it was, it was to get it. it she was the one who first it. got it from the monkeys to people. Exactly. <laughs> she, yeah. was, she actually, her, one of the last trips she ever, she ever took for, uh, for work, she went to Kenya because they were doing tests on foreskin. So uh, like on, they, they were finding that like, um, people who were circumcised, like guys oh, who were I circumcised, heard this, and I heard had a lower rate of infection. I've heard that, that since being... Po- semi discredited or not or not quite right no really but, yeah, yeah this was like uh, mid 90s cuz i remember that being a big story coming out that people with pe- uh, circumcised people seem to have less right. seem to have lower aids infection rates and then I think there might nice. seem to be a new study saying... <laughs> yeah, she's also studying So some... if you're circumcised, just fuck away. Just go, yeah, for it, go ahead. Just go... And there was you some tribe also that, like, all these... There was some certain tribe where these women were not... They were, like, hookers. And whereas every other woman around was getting infected, that they were not. So they were just huh. checking on these girls, like... This magical hookers. Yeah, that there's yeah. something... That, that they had some chromosome or something in them, some genetic mutation that, that fought... The disease or maybe or they did, you know, like that. Uh, not Larry Craig. What's that guy's name? They just found a way to shut that whole system down of getting AIDS. Oh, rape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Legitimate rape. Legitimate AIDS. Legitimate yeah, yeah. rape. Yeah. yeah, they just Todd Aiken it. Yeah, Todd Aiken. Todd Aiken. That's the guy's name. Larry Craig, he was the uh, He was airport. the senator. He was, he was the, the Minneapolis, uh, yeah. Kind of, Which that's the wide, he was the wide stance guy. That bathroom, uh, people still go to take photos. Have you have you been like Minneapolis Airport? No, no. There's a like it's known which bathroom that is, and people oh, really? still, it's like a little tourist attraction now. People <laughs> just go and take pictures. That's reaching they, under the stall, yeah. just your hand. It's almost a given. It's like any time a politician or a or a prominent church person gives it's some very... massive speech about gay people and really like yeah. starts a campaign, you can you can start, start the, the clock. Can't yeah. You? Yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh, there yeah, they are in the bathroom. Yeah, but he yeah. doth right. protest too much. Yeah. That right. kind of Mike, thing. we're going to go through a quick uh, questionnaire. All right. Quick. Just to figure out what you like about some, just <laughs> just really quick questions. Super easy. Answer right away. I'm Here we go. i this horribly. No, no. This, There's it's no not, failing. This, this is just opinions. There's um, no right or wrong. All right. <laughs> so let's see if you beat the other guy's scores. <laughs> Here we go. Science questionnaire. Question one. Favorite scientist? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Pasteur. I like my milk. Mm. Why not? No one said that yet. I like no, that. It's a new Although, one. I, I'm going to say that you could have had either your mom or dad. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. No. Wait, what did Pasteur do? I don't really <laughs> Hang know. Hang on, Pasteur. Pasteurized uh, milk. So he made it safe to store and... Right? What, what is that the deal? Does that it's just a, mean boiling it? What does that mean? I don't mean? know what it means, well, but... Louis yeah. Pasteur... Uh, he made our milk safe. He, That's all I know. But okay. he also <laughs> discovered micro... Like, he was the guy who discovered microbes and oh, okay. discovered i think he germs i need to double check this but i think he's he is the one behind the germ theory of disease and was the first one to go these oh. little things this is what's making us ill hey doctors maybe we should wash our hands a little bit <laughs> nah no no that's bad blood that's why you're sick <laughs> they were just talking this about i just saw that movie i just saw hands. the movie hysteria on the plane did you see that no hysteria uh, is about the guy who invented the first vibrator 
Oh, because hysteria. Oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, right. and it was a London doctor. A movie, but they used to sell them in back in the back of magazines as things to calm women's temperaments. Yes, and, and it, like every hysteria. woman was clearly like, no, like the, the day men finally cottoned on to what this was and sort of <laughs> shut that whole thing yeah. down. Well, that's the whole movie about it. it was, they would diagnose all these things as quote unquote hysteria, right. which encompassed everything: cramps, uh, anger issues, yeah. all this but stuff. That and basically, comes from the word for uterus, a, right? Hysteria. Oh, does it? Like, like hysterectomy, oh, yeah, hysterectomy is removing yeah. the uterus. Yeah, hysteria was like a wandering uterus. They right. thought was the cause of. And basically, uh, it ends with the trial. Not to you know, spoiler alert. Yeah. That uh, basically, it was more about women were unsatisfied in their marriages. Right. And that's, <laughs> basically, either in bed or just in their lives. Yeah. You know? So here we go. Pasteur also created the first ra- vaccines for. Ra- Rabies and anthrax, and his experiments supported the germ theory of disease. How about that? And it was a crazy mm. pup. The hell of a guy, this guy. Oh. Good favorite scientist. Here we go. Question two. Least favorite scientist. Oh, hell. Jeez. It's, there's a lot to pick from. Do people have a lot of least favorite scientists? <laughs> usually it's the same one. Like somebody's Stephen randomly Hawking? picks or, yeah, Is that like, what it usually is? Pick between Einstein and Hawking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only two they can name. Right. That's yeah, probably yeah. why. It's usually... It's actually, I think the most common least favorite scientist is whichever one the Nazi, the Nazi one. Oh, yeah, Mengele? And then we Mengele? Always, maybe we'll go with him. Then I, I always confuse... Uh, I think I have now Mendel was peas, Mendeleev is the periodic table, and Mengele is the Nazi, Mengele. Nazi guy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Mendelbrot yeah. was fractals. Okay, right, right. <laughs> Let's go with Mengele. Why Mengele. not? I'll yeah, go yeah, with the yeah. Nazis. It's a good one. All right. Favorite element. Oh. How about boron? Boron, yes. There we go. <laughs> nice. Do you have a bet on that? Boron, or no, that's come up a couple times. That's a good one. All right. It's a fun one to say. The dog liked it. Gus oh, yeah, loves yeah, it. The Gus dog has been it. trained to respond to the word boron. <laughs> boron. Yeah, boron set him right off. <laughs> okay. Favorite Australian animal. Ooh. How about a, a platypus? Oh, I like oh, that. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. The platypus. That's a good choice. It's got feet like a duck, but it's furry. Yeah, it's yeah, an odd animal. And it lay, my lays, lays eggs. eggs. Lays eggs. For, for a long time believed to be Wait, a does fake. a platypus lay Oh, really? Eggs? Yeah. Like you could never find like one? A, like when it was first, they first brought back sample. You know, look at that thing. You just go, someone's just glued a right. duck and a, it's like, and a chicken it's and a, like something the, else together. The jackalope, right? It's like that jack jackrabbit with antlers you always yeah. see up on walls. Some weird Dr. Yeah. Moreau experiment. Yeah. Oh, there's my least favorite scientist, Dr. Moreau. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that island yeah. was not a good place for science. They call a platypus a semi-aquatic mammal endemic. Which I don't know what an endemic means. What is Ecological that? state of being unique to a defined geographic location. Oh, oh no, endemic hmm. means it's just that's where it's that's where you find yeah, them. Okay. It's, it's only endemic in, to an area. Yeah. Okay. It, the unusual appearance of this egg-laying venomous duck-billed. It's venomous. I didn't yeah. know that. Egg-laying venomous duck-billed beaver-tailed otter-footed mammal. <laughs> How do you baffled, not love that? That is baffled European naturalists when they first encountered it, with some considering it an elaborate fraud. <laughs> It is one of the few venomous mammals, the male platypus having a spur on its hind foot that delivers a venom capable of causing severe pain to humans. The unique features of what? the platypus wow. make it an important subject. It's badass. A, 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 a subject in the study of evolutionary biology and a recognizable and iconic symbol of Australia. It has appeared as a mascot at national events and is featured on the reverse of its 20-cent coin. The platypus is an animal emblem of the state of New South Wales. There you go. Wait, so the the hind foot has a spur that can deliver poison, so it has to kick you with its back foot to get to yeah. the yeah, it has to, While you're chasing it. This thing yeah, has what? to back onto you. make any sense. I just love this. Egg-laying, venomous, duck-billed, beaver-tailed, otter-footed mammal. Yeah. It just sounds so like an 18th so when, when it's running away, if you try and catch it, it kicks back. So it's more of a defense thing than an <laughs> right, attack. It's like a horse. 
But that string of adjectives, it just sounds like some like PG-rated Mark Twain-era insult. Yeah. Are you yellow-bellied? You duck-billed mammal Semi-venomous endemic to New South Wales. fur-wearing venomous. 90% of things in Australia can kill you, it seems, right? Yeah, yeah. There's it's, plants that you rub up against there. And they'll, they'll, things shouldn't Oh, everything, exist. everything's, yeah, everything's dangerous. Oh, my God. And it also used to have even like crazier. Nine of the ten most venomous spiders and everything. Probably yeah, nine out of ten most snakes. venomous everything is in Australia. <laughs> like, People. Most yeah. of the worst snakes are there. and they, I don't know how they all evolved. And just this one island just. Yeah, that's why there's only like 23 million of them. of them. Yeah, a few of them were venomous and everything. All the other animals, like in evolution, just went, well, we better get venom too because <laughs> this is just basically Maybe the whole, the whole thing has always been a colony for every species yeah. like, it wasn't just humans like they just like all sent the, the all worst the reasonable animals. snakes just went yeah. listen you listen, guys gotta, you guys are gonna you yeah. you are murdering too many people with that <laughs> have you been there i've been to yeah i've been to australia and, and i've never seen anything that's terrified like right i've never seen any snakes that have really scared or spiders but really? i'm i'm conscious of it well you're in the city too probably. i'm in the city yeah, yeah I, flew, <laughs> I flew back from san francisco with these ne- next to these two girls from australia and we just talked about the whole time how i'm like it's so scary, and they're like, "No, no, it's not scary. Not in Sydney or whatever." And then we talked about Angry Boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, Which is a very funny series. Yeah, and uh, never caught on here. I couldn't get into it. I, ca- I gave it a couple shots. And I, I just loved get into Angry it. Boys. What's his other? He had another Summer show. Summer Heights High is. Oh yeah, yeah. Summer Heights High is better, I think. Yeah. And, we Lilly, be, and we could be heroes. I think it was we could be heroes. Like so we can be heroes. Is okay. Okay. Chris Lilly is uh, Australian comedian who makes these fucking great shows where he plays every character uh, and there's one called We Can Be Heroes which is the first one it's okay then there's Summer Heights High which is hilarious and then there's Angry Boys which is tougher to get into but is more serious overall if you watch the whole 10 episodes it's like an arcing thing Yeah, uh, I liked them all you should watch you these should watch them as yeah. listeners Summer Heights High the first time I saw it I didn't even realize he was playing every character uh, that's so how fun. good <laughs> alright we gotta get back on this oh, favorite, uh, yeah, more, favorite, more the test. favorite constellation oh hell uh, constellation. Again, you can go with the easy. It's not going. We're not going to judge. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cassiopeia. Oh, oh, that's not an easy one. All that's right, the only thing uh, that's it's not mean. Orion. It's not big. One dipper. of the dip- dippers were too obvious, <laughs> one right? Of the dippers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dippers are too obvious. All right, best vanilla, best experiment you did in school, like your favorite experiment you ever got to. Well, make. this this is uh, sixth grade. We had to do the big science experiment, and uh, well, everybody else. Was doing the uh, you know the Peter Brady volcanoes and everything right, like that. Yeah. Since me and my scientist mom helped me out, I did a thing that she took from her lab, which was called column chromatography, and uh-huh. I had no idea what this was. Basically, she had a tube full of these. Um, I don't know. It was a liquid, and it was like a coarse kind of a liquid. Mm-hmm. But anything, you would pour another solution into it, it would separate the molecules. So right. you would have two different colors. Because basically, like the chromatography you learn in school the, is the one where you just put like blotting paper into a. Did you ever do that where you put blotting paper into it, like a, into ink, and it separates into the constituent colors? Because it, chroma, no, we never did that. Different because what happens is, is it, as it crawls up, as it crawl, as it gets absorbed up the paper, different pigments get absorbed at different speeds, yeah. and it separates into. Oh. Well, they're different like, sizes. So like what would happen? Like a state, so in like the a column, wise. the little the little molecules would sink to the bottom because they weren't caught, but the big ones would be caught at the top. Yeah, like if you had so, sand and rocks in a thing together. Yeah, so I did that, and you know, it blew. It, my teachers didn't know what the hell it was, <laughs> but I had, like, yeah. but I got an A, and I, you know, and that's also how his high school got AIDS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I had a joke when I was starting. I was like, you know, that's how you know you, whose parents helped you. Yeah. Did your yeah. parents help you with that? It's like, no, these are my monkeys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But I remember, she, you know, she used to do a lot of animal testing because it's the only way you could test any of these things right, with animals. Right. So, but by the end of it, because all the animal activists getting into her 
office was like, you know, three different levels of security. Wow. And she had like cards and all these ID things and stuff because the, the, wow. they would come in. And I think they did get in once and, and just completely trashed all the years worth of research. You know what they research. should kill two birds? They should just have the chimpanzees be trained to be like guardsmen, like have guard chimpanzees. Well, you give those keeping... the rage virus. You yeah. give those the, you know. Yeah. Oh, damn it. I'm stuck in the lab with the control group. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these monkeys did nothing. <laughs> they just, so, they yeah. just sat there passively. How many sixth graders did a column chromatography experience? Yeah, that's yeah, pretty me. awesome. I there like the you fact go. that you're blowing your science teachers' minds like they were. Yeah, they didn't know. They had no idea what yeah. it was. So I mean, he's see, he's a witch. The, you can see the most basic form of chromatography just if you spill, like if you spill red wine on a tablecloth and it spills out and it gets separated into different colors as the different bits of it go further. So you'll see you'll see that. rings of. Or like any so you go, that's the English school system. Like yeah. He learned this stuff. You'll see, yeah, or, or certain inks as well. If you spill them onto a tablecloth or on in, paper, in the Ameri- you see like little rings as it goes out in further because they grow because some travel further. In America, we um, cut up cardboard and then uh, like cardboard paper <laughs> and then we make little rings out of it and then we pull the rings apart when it gets close to Christmas. <laughs> and then we glued so. macaroni to a plate. So that's pretty <laughs> much oh yeah, did you do the uh, did you do the experiment where you wrote something in glue and then sprinkled it with glitter and then shook it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's science. <laughs> yeah, that's science. Hey, did you do the experiment where you invented the atomic bomb? <laughs> oh, we zing. did. Or the telephone or Boom. the internet or flight. There we go. Or the light Love bulb. All of this stuff. Damn, the U.S. has been killing us. Or the internet or wow. the polio vaccine. Am, am I going to have to go uh, back several hundred years to <laughs> go through the experiments we were doing when you were just poking mud with a stick? <laughs> hey, those are Native Americans. Now you're racist. Yep. <laughs> just like that. Uh, all right. We well, invented the teepee. <laughs> all right. Largest. Exp- um, last question. I go saw the it. world's largest teepee. I don't want to brag, but Medicine Hat Alberta. Where I've been, nice gig. Yeah, it's, uh, I've been. Who I've books been, that? What? I've been playing all the shittest bits of Canada in the last two months. But Medicine Hat Alberta has the world's largest teepee. As really? you drive th- on the outskirts of town, as you drive through, greeting you. Okay, I'll I was bite. Hoping... How big is it? It's medium size. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess, I'm guessing it's, it's big medium. enough to be bigger than all other. I'm going to say it's the large size. It's yeah. not the medium yeah, size. It's probably. It's, it's a. It's a few stories up. <laughs> It's above average. But, but also, it doesn't have. It's not covered. It doesn't have. It's just like the skeleton of a teepee. That's not a teepee. That's yeah, just the startings of a bonfire. That's a, that's a bunch of tall sticks that's tied just, together yeah. at the top. That's just like the Wicker Man. That's like I say, <laughs> Medicine Hat's not the world's uh, greatest town. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping you were going to say that the show you did was in a teepee. Dude, I'm looking I at a picture a of this teepee. teepee. It fucking sucks. It looks like a jungle gym. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It just didn't yeah. even cover. Oh, yeah. It. It. it is sometimes covered, or is it? Or is it not? Uh, sometimes they cover it. Okay. Oh, so they do have they do have the ability to cover it. Look up world's largest TP and then it's, uh, it's only about well, that's a person there. It's only it's only about three or four stories high. Yeah, yeah, it's not that tall. Oh yeah, this isn't that impressive. It's like, it's like a retractable roof uh, stadium. They can cover it and hey, I think that they just take it off. Put and... tarp around it sometimes. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the scientific term. All right, last question. Okay, what's the largest explosion you've ever been a part of? What I'm like, a part of? Like had anything to do with fireworks? Or saw oh, something. Okay. Did you go into the woods as a kid and just uh, make mistakes? <laughs> a couple of uh, New Year's Eve ago, I was in Goa, India, uh, which is on the beach. And uh, I was with a buddy of mine who was living there. And uh, India, in a lot of places, not a, not a big on rules. Yeah. Right. A lot. So and Goa, is basically, a, Goa is a big, like, kind of hippie. It's a big party, party place, yeah. So uh, basically, he bought, he and a, a few friends bought, like, every... I think firework in India <laughs> and they exploded it on the beach and it blew up for about it went on for uh, about 15 straight minutes of just constant constant fireworks wow. now and did they just, did they set it rig it up properly with the electric triggers like they do in professional no, displays they just they ran just around, like, yeah, going around with a, 
With a cigarette. They're lighting these things. <laughs> oh, with the cigarette. Yeah, and I, how they didn't blow themselves up, I have no idea. But we got most of it on video. It's on Facebook somewhere. Oh, that's nice. awesome. Yeah, Wait, that was so fun. how are you in all these cool places? You're in London. You were just uh, in You were in Lisbon Northern last Thailand, week, right? Yeah, yeah. You're in India. What's the background here, Mike? Um, it's just like... Uh, for you a long time, the first time I left the country was my. I just kind of, kind of got hooked on it. Oh, okay. so I, it was just, like just my favorite thing to do. I just like to do it. Oh, that's great. So when I was doing this TBS job, I would, t- I would have these breaks, and usually around the holidays, it would, I would have about three weeks off, so and that's when I would take big trips, and I would take little ten, ten day trips here and there. But then I would take three weeks, and that's when I went to India, oh, Thailand. Uh, I've been to, and but the show ended last year, replaced by a friend, uh, Julian McCullough, has a oh, show on there oh, that's now. Right. So yeah. he's kind of doing that same time spot. He's the new me over there. The new Mike Siegel. And, uh, Passing the torch. Julie. So I took off for three months and uh, just kind of went around. I was in Southeast Asia for about two months. And then, uh, yeah, it was great. And That's then it was awesome. in Central Europe. And I went to Israel and Jordan and awesome. all these places. Yeah, I'm so. jealous. And you can hear uh, stories about this and much more. TravelTalesPodcast.com. TravelTalesPodcast. I was supposed to go to Europe. Um, oh, but Brooks. Brooks. I was going to go with Brooks. my ex. And um, then uh, when we broke up, I was like, I can't go to that. Uh, so now yeah, there's no women have there. You, have you, you talked? <laughs> well, uh, That's good for recovery. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't oh, you're where myself. men come from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I just it was going to be. It would have been real sad. It was when I was real sad. I went through a sad part, but now I'm back. back. Now you're happy. Ready to happy go again. on more trips. This girl I'm hanging out with now. I'm trying to talk her to go to Hawaii. It'll be fun. Do it. What uh, part of Hawaii is she? I don't know. She said that, that her family has like a condo there. So oh. I was like, yeah, let's go to that. That's yeah. I need friends. In, I need friends in high places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've only made it out there once, but the same thing. Yeah, I had a friend to stay with and surfboards to borrow every day. I just went out. Oh, that was great. I'm uh, dating a girl right now from Turkey. Oh, really? Yeah, I was there in Istanbul last year, and it was uh, pretty amazing. And then I guess apparently her family has a, some kind of beach house or something. Ah, now yes. we got to last until the summer. Turkey. I got <laughs> to hope the relationship lasts until the summer. Now yeah. that, that's Iran's path to the sea, correct? It's Turkey? Gateway to, uh, <laughs> yeah. According to Romney. <laughs> uh, I know what to brag, but I'm dating a girl from Winnipeg. Oh, hey, so, uh, there you go. How big's the TP down there? <laughs> Up there, I should. It's underground for safety. Every time I used to Everything write, in Winnipeg is underground. How, how big's the TP down there? <laughs> <laughs> Up there. Uh, I used to write sports out of college. I was a newspaper writer, and, and uh, I was there. I was writing when the, uh, the Winnipeg Jets moved to Phoenix to become the Phoenix Coyotes. Oh. And uh, I that's what that was. no one was more happy than the sports writers who covered hockey because they hated Winnipeg. Everybody hated Winnipeg. Really? It's this barren outpost. It's north of Minnesota. Uh, oh, they hated Minnesota. the actual, Okay, not the team. They hated the fact no, they that they hated going right. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone had a horror story about either getting caught in the, uh, the yeah. airport or getting snowed in. Well, it's just there was it, nothing you to do when you got Chicago there. Gets. Yeah, Winnipeg is. It's colder than Minnesota. Directly north from it's north Chicago. of Minneapolis. Oh. Yeah. it's like it's up there. I mean, and it is cold. And it's right in the middle. It's right, right in the middle. Yeah, and just but just about you know several hundred I miles that, further north than any of those American cities. I think cities. that Winnipeg yeah. is the geographical center of uh, North America. I have been told that, oh, although right. I've never checked it. But yeah, it's right. It's meant to be right in it's the just middle. Canaan has a bit about it. That's um, not a good. That's not a good half, distinction. Half yeah. the cities <laughs> underground. Like when I when I, I've luckily I've only played there a few times and it's never been. During like the dead of winter, but the hotel we're in goes has a le- level below the ground level that goes into this underground bed, 
and then you go, oh, half the city is underground, like a like a moon base or something. Like have, that. have the residents have they lost their ability to see because it was unnecessarily <laughs> turned? They've yeah. lost all pigmentation. Those mole and skin, people, yeah. Some yeah, they, they, they just burrow from like restaurant to bar to shop. <laughs> just smell their way to around. School. Yeah. Downtown Chicago has that. It's like this tra- this maze of underground tunnels that you can walk in between all the buildings, like the office buildings. Just to downtown. stay warm. Yeah, yeah, so you don't have to go outside. Chicago's a good city, though. I could see living there. If I had to, if I had to pick somebody else, oh, someplace else. In the hold Midwest. on, I just got an email, guys. Sweet. Uh, oh, uh, look out! Pearl Jam shipped. Blu-ray of their uh, Pearl Jam 20 documentary, Deluxe Edition. Is that our first science story? 35 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is this is easily the longest we've ever gone without actually hitting any stories. So, so, so who wants to kick it off? I'll kick it off. Do it up. I haven't even read the story yet, so here's what we're going to get. Felix Baumgartner, the dude who jumped off the moon, uh, <laughs> said that Mars is a waste of our tax dollars. Uh, the red- is that because it's too high for him to yeah. jump? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we going there? Let's just go up 100 Let's just 000. do some more balloons. Let's yeah. just do bo- yeah. Remember when I did the balloon jump, guys? Remember? Yeah, we remember, Felix. So just fuck, fuck Mars. Just yeah. let everyone build a statue to me. Uh, he's, the Red Bull jumper says that the Curiosity rover money would be better spent by having more curiosity about our own Earth. Oh. And here's what he said. Yeah. Uh, um, People should decide, are you willing to spend all this money to go to Mars? I think the average person on the ground would never spend that amount of money. They have to spend it on something that makes sense. And this is definitely... Wait, and he's talking about... From a guy who had... I don't know how much money it cost to have him jump from a balloon in space. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm imagining that could probably pay for a few doctors yeah, yeah. like, like yeah. But sounds like not... he needs to see a little movie called total recall yeah because <laughs> mars looks pretty damn cool here's what else he says it's pretty... i think we should perhaps spend all the money that is going to mars to learn about earth i mean you cannot send people there because it's just too far away the little knowledge we get from mars i don't think it does make any sense hey dude you're a stunt man all right <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, why are you talking <laughs> Jump off shit. Um, but, but also... <laughs> Jump off shit. Yeah. Um, there, there's huge amounts of benefit to Earth that came from, like, from the race to the moon. Like, the huge amounts of scientific uh, development. Freeze-dried ice cream. Tang. Right, yeah. Um, Velcro. Velcro. Teflon. Teflon saucepans, yeah. We had to go with real things. Russians. Yeah, yeah. They were new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, what's Margaret? I, I'm almost with him on that one. I'm going to side with Felix Mars on this one. That's really, a huge, yeah. because we, huge expense. It is a huge I'd rather have uh, like uh, healthcare. It is a myself. huge expense and a huge yeah. and a huge undertaking. Right. Um, there's there's a really, but it, it does end up developing a, a massive amount, like over over the years. Yeah, just I mean it's the, good to learn from I the mean, amount of scientific endeavor that, that, and also from the amount of a mission like that inspires future generations of scientists. Like the, right. the number of. I mean, scientific it's, achievements that are around now yeah. because scientists, because some scientists grew up watching the space race and went, that's what I want to go into. I'm with Matt. Yeah. I don't, not necessarily it's, like we need to go to Mars, but I mean, the Earth is going to burn out. It's going to get too hot in three billion years. <laughs> we might as well just get that ticker going on how we're going to get out of this fucking place. Well, because you want to be that thing of going, oh, we'll do it in a billion years. And then suddenly you realize, like, it's like doing homework at school. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, shit. We should have, like, the, oh, shit. The sun has <laughs> started expanding. Up tomorrow. We never got around ah, to doing it. Yeah. I even wrote, note to self, don't wait a billion years before starting on And here we are. Right. And you're just like, a billion oh, years later. why hey. did I get that Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go to Winnipeg and go underground. Yeah. I, I think I'll be safe under out. there. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that's the kind of thing they're saying is like, farther north real estate is going to be start start being more. more 
I'll try you to go to, where the fresh water is, man. Yeah, yeah, go to Michigan, a, by the Great Lakes or it'll something. It'll be a long time before Winnipeg's habitable. Yeah, yeah I know. Ah, that's, oh, that's a great joke. <laughs> will we ever send... Will, will man ever reach Winnipeg? Will we be able, Science has yet to... I don't not think, enough I don't global think warming can happen? I'm with Felix on this one. I don't think we should be sending no. humans to Winnipeg. <laughs> I not saw, when there's stuff on Earth that we could be dealing with. I want to see him jump off that teepee. There was that show, Life After People, right? And then instead of like... It was on the History Channel. Instead of doing uh, like computer-generated models of what life would look like after people, it's just stock footage of Winnipeg. <laughs> that was the longest setup to not a good punchline. Um, there is a well, lovely uh, – just further backing up our point. There's a I might really... have even done that joke on the podcast before. <laughs> Jeez. This is called phoning it in. There is a there is a really nice letter on um there's a website letters of note which is is worth a look anyway you can read it for ages it's for, yeah. it's just this guy's it's a blog and this guy's collected loads of really impro- like just interesting letters from history from modern days just anything that is a letter from one person to another and it's cool and this one and I won't read it out now because it's far too long but I recommend you go and have a look at it but it's from uh one from one of the directors of NASA um uh it was shortly after um. The pic- oh, here's actually, in fact, in it, one of the things he mentions, um, this nun wrote a letter saying almost exactly that, why we're we spending this money sending people to the moon when we could spend the money on other things. And he makes various points. One of the points he makes is that's not how government assigned money works. It's not like if, if we don't use that money to send on NASA to send people to the moon, it's not then going to go, oh, so this goes directly to a hospital. That's not how it yeah, works. Exactly. They just they kind of go, oh, well, we'll keep this money now. Um but he, it talks about the many ways that uh, the space race has inspired science, how it's inspired humanity. Um, the Earthrise picture, which was an iconic picture, you know, the, the first time Earth was viewed from the orbiting the moon, where it, suddenly it was Earth rising behind the moon rather than the moon rising behind the Earth, um, or the sun rising. It, uh, yeah. that, in, that was one of the first times people actually got to see the earth as a delicate and fragile thing that kick-started the environmental movement and oh really that's what yeah that, that helped to, to inspire i mean it wasn't the only thing but that was one of the that things that helped to inspire so oh shit this is a this is a thing that we might need to look at look after because it's that that's the earth there that's and this it is round, round thing that's floating it is round in, yeah, yeah. it's floating in space and it's different Finally colors and, and maybe we could be screwing this up yeah uh, so there's there's any number of things but this whole letter is worth just if you just search let just Google letters of note um, NASA, or we'll also post it on our, on our Tumblr, um, and then spend more time looking through the website because it's really great. Well, nice. when you see every science fiction movie, I just saw Looper. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I, I like haven't that. seen I it. It's a great movie. I heard it was but awesome. I, I just want to see one movie that takes place in the future that it actually looks like some place that we want to be. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> every yeah, yeah. everything set in the future just looks like it's hell. Yeah, it looks yeah. awful. Yeah, every city is this dystopian. You're telling me New Detroit horrible. doesn't look <laughs> <Yeah>. great. <laughs> We would. I was just discussing with them. Some RoboCop horrible future <laughs> where everything's like you know just filthy. And the, the Blade Ed Runner two hundred nine can't be controlled. He just oh. shoots up boardroom meetings and yeah, that's yeah. Oh, uh, and and there's no. We we were discussing this back in London. My friends uh, Sarah and Nick, who I write with, we were talking uh-huh. about um, in a thing set fifty years in the future. Why isn't there stuff from today that's just like an antique that's just left over? That's yeah. like there's <laughs> never like no one, no one in sort of the year twenty fifty in, in a film has. No, like, that's an iRobot. He gets a pair of like throwback Jordans. He's really excited about it. Oh, but that's just like well, it's not just like in the like I've got there was there was a TV in our old house that was thirty years old. There's never that in a future yeah. TV. There's never like just. <laughs> 
Like just that's that's also like why an I, iMac that's just there. Right, right, right. That's a, but that's part of why I hated the Star Wars prequels. I mean, they're bad movies also, but like the original Star Wars, you had this sense of like even in the future, there's going to be people that don't take care of their shit, like the grimy things. Like Han Solo had like a beat up junker of an old <laughs> ship, but then the new Star Wars, everything was always so pristine and not lived in looking. Also, just, but everything's going to be dirty in the future too. You're going to have dirty old if, versions of things. And to anybody listening, if you can put me in contact with the right people, at Disney, <laughs> I would love to star. And the new Star Wars. Brooks franchise. Skywalker. People tell me he looks like Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to be Brooks Skywalker. Brooks Skywalker. Brooks, I like yeah. it. I like it. Now, did, did, did Disney say for sure that there's going to be a seven? Yeah. Gonna... Oh, yeah. Seven through nine, and then they're going to start putting oh. out. Oh, seven animated through nine. I didn't realize things, they were doing that. Three more. But they're not going to be part of the same storyline, I think. They're going to be entirely newly written things, like not part of any books in any. No, fuck that. Lucas I need a little bit. Come on. Give me something. Give me a little Skywalker. Shit is going to be like a little. Give ba- me a little Skywalker, please. <laughs> a baby I'm on Jar-Jar. the other side. I don't want Lucas any, anywhere near it. Yeah. I really. I, I don't I give him, Get J.J. Abrams or somebody else on it, and then yeah, you know, just let them go to town. Yeah. I fucking love lightsaber fights. Man, just make a just make a two hour lightsaber <laughs> battle, lightsaber and I will stand up and clap. Just so actual... maybe just like Disney releases, Brooke Skywalker fucks their shit up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, and that's all it is. You just walk into a bar, and someone's like Brooks, and you're like Fuck you, and then just fight for an hour and a <laughs> half. Just add more and more ends to your lightsaber until it's like a five sided oh, lightsaber. I remember when I found out star. about Darth Maul. I was in sixth grade. I was like, What do you mean a double lightsaber? Yes. <laughs> and then when they cut it in half, it's like, now he can fight with both of them. Like. Oh my god! <laughs> Just fucking going bananas, and then I thought it was the greatest movie I'd ever seen, and then everyone started shitting on it. But I'm a sixth grader, of course I thought that yeah, movie yeah. was great. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's way better than the first three. <laughs> There's no pod racing in the first three. I say, no matter where you are in life, whatever you hits you at around between the ages yeah. about seven and sixteen, that's your wheelhouse for the rest of your life. Totally comedies. Oh yeah, action! Whatever you're, whatever Happy you're into. Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. Yeah, that's see? for me, man. Last, but I was past that. Last Starfighter. Uh, yeah, I can't think of the comedies at those ages. That so oh, I had to the me, John but... Hughes movie. That oh, was my yeah, era yeah, and yeah. all that like stuff. Breakfast Club and yeah, but Sixteen Candles is much better film to me. Yeah, we're not going to launch into that shit. <laughs> we're not going to do the Hughes, Hughes off today. Yeah, so let, let's go on to another story. Here's something I just read. Uh, uh, some uh, group of people in the Netherlands have disco- have developed this. Um, Experimental concrete that fixes itself, that patches up cracks by itself. What? Um, which is a uh, like it contains limestone-producing bacteria, which are activated by corrosive rainwater working its way into the structure. So the rainwater, which damages, it will grow concrete, the concrete, which causes cracks, activates this bacteria, and the bacteria makes oh. limes makes limestone, and, oh, for it how long, the, and it fills in the cracks. Uh, I don't know. Um. Let me see. It doesn't say how long this stuff stays alive for, but it seems to just be there. But it just keeps it. If it's not cracked, does that mean it won't? That's what I. If the water hits it when it's fine, does that mean it'll grow it? I think it would grow vertically. The road's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. No, I think it just fills in the cracks. I think it just sort of. How does it know the difference between a crack in itself and just the end of itself? Well, this could be the end. This could be like three years later. The whole world's been taken over by bacteria producing concrete. And you're like, what's that? And then Felix Baumgart is going to look pretty stupid because we could be living on Mars by now. (laughs) Could be jumping off all kinds of Martian Mm. mountains. And can you imagine how? Like again, fucking idiot. Like, do you know how long you could skydive for? On, on Mars with a lower gravity, then like you could, he could be in the air for so much longer. Like he's not thinking long term with his jumping. But potential. the moon, like the moon, has what? Is it moon has a sixth, a sixth of the gravity? Of the gravity, I think. So yeah. even at like a, you could be six times lower and jump for the same, same amount of time, time that Felix did. Yeah, you could I even did, uh, jump up in the air and make your own jump fall from the jump. 
you get what I'm saying. I did a show on Thursday that was. Uh, I found out going in that like Red Bull was having like a party there, so it was like a lot, like mostly Red Bull workers. Right. So then I just talked about. Red, just it didn't work out. I just shit on Red Bull. <laughs> I was like, the only cool thing you guys do are stunts, man. You got what do you guys sponsor? Date rape next, and uh, just went and they didn't like it at all. But really? I said that <laughs> what? And then I said Felix Baumgartner doesn't hold the world record for longest skydive. Bodie and uh, Johnny Utah do from Point Break. Because <laughs> in that fucking scene in Point Break, it they, goes on they, for they, an they entire conversation. For like three and a half minutes skydive <laughs> with just nothing but. Hand slaps and flexing. Hundred <laughs> percent pure adrenaline, dude. Yeah, oh, I, I, I love know, it. I want to know Felix Bumgarner's take on the flugtag. Is that it's like oh, we yeah. could be, we shouldn't be throwing our soapbox derby cars yeah. off of the. That's the shortest skydive you know, ever. What is a flugtag? Red Bull has oh, sponsored this thing for years, where people have to make these uh, devices that they launch off of, like a forty-foot high platform into various bodies of, of water pier, near oh, major cities yeah, to see yeah. how far they can. Sort of not fly, Someone but just Someone I know put herself before. in hospital doing that. So I was going to say a friend of yeah. mine did too. He got oh, really? He built this kind of trebuchet thing on wheels where it's supposed to launch him farther than the thing at the <laughs> end right. of the... But then it went off too quickly. He was halfway in it, so it spun him up in the air. I have video of it. He came down and hit his face on the platform and just fell oh. ragdoll 40 feet into the water. And the crowd just goes silent because <laughs> it looks like he just died. Yeah, um, Holly, Holly Walsh is a British comic and also like she was hosting some TV thing. It was for kids' TV. And yeah. they went like the kids' TV show goes and visits this crazy event, and then it's basically just her breaking both her arms. <laughs> <She just> puts, <laughs> <laughs> like, in this sort of giant bird costume made of wood, and and just I don't know what happened. She hit the water wrong, and then as she woke up in hospital. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, why do they always? What do the costumes have to do with any of? This? I went to one that was in Long Beach uh, last summer. It was fun. It's just a big party. Yeah, yeah. People it's, jump it off seem a like, I, That's not a... I mean, as opposed to the one that's really serious. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The serious flip talk. Guys, we've, uh, I think we've, got, we've solved it now. But, well, here's another reason that, uh, that Felix Baumgartner is wrong, and we should keep going to space. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but there is a diamond out there in space bigger than Earth. A planet made of diamond. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Diamond, yeah, right? Gimme. It's just what? It's just carbon, right? Carbon and... But it's crystallized carbon, right? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a specific form of carbon, but yeah, for it to be in it's that... It's compressed in a... Yeah. yeah. It's called Jennifer Aniston's new ring. Hello, Hello. Hey, everybody. Uh, How we hi-oh. doing? Well, to- I think that's the first time our show has become satirical. Welcome <laughs> to BJ and the Bear. <laughs> Topical. On Wolf uh, 102. <laughs> so this, this huge-ass diamond is orbiting a star that is visible to the naked eye. Namely, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, astronomers have discovered ooh, 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 nice. this planet is twice the size of ours, and it's made largely out of diamond. The planet is called 55 Cancri E. It orbits a sun-like star in the well, constellation it's a catchy name, of, huh? It's a yeah, uh, scientist named it after his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's uh, in the constellation of Cancer, and it's moving so fast that a year there lasts a mere 18 hours. Um, it was discovered by a U.S. and French research team. Let's see. It, it has about the same density as Earth, although previously observed diamond planets are reckoned to be a lot more dense. Yeah, how could it have the same density as Earth if it's made of diamond? Um, it's incredibly hot with temperatures on the surface reaching 3,900 degrees Fahrenheit. And, um, yeah, like as the, the article says, that diamond planets have been spotted before, but this is the first time one has been seen orbiting a sun-like star and studied in such detail. So is Felix going to jump off it? Is he better. Yeah, yeah. This thing is uh, it's pretty badass. Although, really, like, I've heard that diamonds are already, uh, there's a false market created for them to begin with, right? Doesn't De Beers corner the market and, like, hoard 
not release diamonds because they really wouldn't be worth that much. Or is yeah, that gold? So or everything get, probably. Get oh, no, they, definitely, they definitely run yeah. a bit oh, of a the cartel. The Beers family yeah. is yeah, like, yeah, yeah that... They have a long history of evilness. Creating that whole two-month salary thing. like That's uh, that's all made up. Crock. That was a marketing yeah. thing. That's, I hope if I ever get married that I'll be with somebody who's cool enough that I'm like, I'll spend the same amount of money on you, but on something awesome. Like, like let's go on a four-month trip around the world instead of a rock on your finger. Yeah. You're, you're thinking or, like a guy, though. Or but you I mean, there's probably women who would be cool yeah, with that. Nobody's down with that. Either. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> proposed to during a fallow month or something. You know, just, oh, yeah. Like, I haven't worked in two months. If so it happens the month yeah. when you're doing like the Bridgetown <laughs> yeah. Festival or whatever, well, two-month salary <laughs> now is... Is me losing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I need to, I need you to get I need to get you a ring that ends up giving me. Right. Yeah. You got to show, show your tax records to, yeah. to your fiance and explain in detail. Uh, that was a real funny like throwaway line on the office when uh, Michael Scott tries to get engaged and he goes, you know, and she's like, how much was that? He goes, well, three years salary is the rule, right? <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> So no to diamonds for me. Brooks, did you already have a diamond picked out? No, we were going to go get it together. Uh, In Hawaii? No, no, I was going to get engaged to this girl. Oh, no. That's who I was supposed to go to Europe with. That's why I couldn't go to Europe because I was going to propose to her there. Mm. Um, Does she know that? I mean, will she have a point out now from this podcast? And you hadn't bought the ring or you did? No, 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 I hadn't bought the ring. The plan was to go get the – I was going to get her like a $100 ring and then we'd like get a ring that she wanted. Uh, it's fine, gang. I, it's all right. I don't know, man. Way to bring it down, Andy. Uh, hey, come on. It's all. It's in the past. You Life's bounce good. back. Yeah. You're going to Hawaii. Well, probably. You're hung over. You were out partying last night. Uh, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, Andy, what was your weekend? You said you had. You said yeah, you had a nutty weekend. I, I had a kind of a fluke. It reminds me of fluke talk a little bit. These these friends of mine from uh, my last job. Um, they always do these ridiculous theme parties. Like they have elaborate costume setups and things. And they've they've been out to this place before. But um, Mike, I should ask you, man of travel, have you been <laughs> to Pioneer Town near Joshua Tree? I have not. Or heard about it? Is this a ghost town kind and of no, thing? No, I think it was built to be a movie set. But okay. they left it all up. So there's this stretch of old town, western town, where you might have like a gunfight. In fact, I think every day they do stage some fake gunfight. Uh, but there's also a saloon there called Pappy and Harriet's that for some reason is a stop for tons of big name bands. So we saw. Do you guys know Spoon? Yeah. Britt Daniel from Spoon has this side project uh, called The Divine Fits, and they were playing at this tiny saloon that fits maybe like, at most, I'd say 200 people. And uh, so these guys had arranged it seems to like go a out long there. way to go to not make much money. No, but it's a, I mean it's it's obviously it's got to be like the most fun show for for the audience and for the band. Like they, right. it was their first time there, they couldn't believe how awesome this place was. It's it's got a great huge barbecue out back. So anyway, we rented out the entire motel adjacent to the saloon for for this party, which was also going to be a zombie prom. So everyone <laughs> everyone, everyone bought. I went out and got a suit at Goodwill and tore it up, poured blood all over it, and uh, people put on like movie quality makeup like we were awesome zombies there were like 40 people at this show who were all doing zombie prom and i guess the last time they did one of these things there's no one around so you can just you have the run of the place you're out in the desert they just have a pa set up it's a dance party all night um last time the cops got called but even they knew this like we're not going to break this up this is awesome like the cops <laughs> came like yeah some of us complaining they weren't having as much fun as you like ah, keep it up all right whatever and the cops just like did donuts and took off so yeah, it's this awesome party all night in the desert, and then in the middle of the night, we snuck off to the actual Old West town section to walk down the street, because we wanted to have like a zombie march through this western town, <laughs> and then suddenly one of the houses lit up, and there was like a fake body sitting on a, on like a rocking chair out front, and it was like a, this PA blared about how, you need to go home, but there's children here, and the people are sleeping, and like we couldn't tell if it was 
like a pre-recorded thing that was like set off by a motion sensor and it was like animatronic people or something. So we're like talking back to it and making jokes. And then finally the guy's like, seriously, it's private property. Get out of here. Like, All the cops. <laughs> I go, okay, that's not uh, one of those fake like Oh, this guy's committing to the bit. Yeah, yeah. But I'm also like, who's uh, there's children living in this like, ghost? In Pioneer Town? Yeah, that's the most terrifying place to be raised. That's <laughs> So they, do they have like full-on pioneer teaching and everything. Yeah, the Earth is flat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I recommend. I was going to. So this place is awesome. Pappy and Harriet's go there. I want to go back always. I, like I want to see the next time any band is pl- is playing that I know out there. I'm driving out there. Right. And I also went to Joshua Tree uh, earlier in the day, and that, that was my first time there. That place is awesome. No, it, it is beautiful. Place. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. It's my new wallpaper on my phone. It's one of them Joshua Trees. And there are all these rock climbers out there. I guess those guys all do stuff. In uh, in costume too, rock climbers are silly people. Yeah, look at that What's scenery. It? Oh wow! Oh, Thanks for nice. showing the listeners. Uh, <laughs> oh, excuse me, Mister Largest TP in the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm super tired. I'm zoning out over here. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where. I'm, not, I'm doing non-podcast stuff right now. All right, I'm sorry, Matt. He's checking his emails. I do. I oh, here's, here's you do that story. story about the laundry. Yeah, have you do you guys dry laundry in the home ever? Yes, all the time. Never. <laughs> Because because uh, here's a possible by machine risk. or like hanging out on no, the line. No, hanging out like hanging like hanging it up indoors. Because apparently um, a, a survey in Glasgow has found uh, that could actually have health concerns. The too much moisture in a house caused by the drying laundry mold, could, right? Yeah, uh, dust mite growth and mold spores. Aha! Uh-huh. And people with weakened lung infections can be caused by pe- in people with weakened immune systems. Hmm. Found in twenty five percent of the home sampled. So that's why Scottish people always cough. <laughs> now correct me if I'm wrong every, Usually everywhere I go around the world and, and the, uh, If they are lucky enough to have Any kind of washing machine in the house yeah. They never never have a dryer no, Like dryers yeah. seem to be a very American thing yeah, You, you it, didn't huh. probably Did you grow up with dryers? My, my, my parents house had one But the place I lived in London for years By myself or with friends And is, is the reasoning behind that you need, There's no place to exhaust it Or it just uses up too much it's power just, It's just an expensive thing And not necessarily It's one of those things that's just it's less like you need a washing machine because it's a, yeah because otherwise you're you're sort of pouring everything into a tub and stirring it with a big stick <laughs> like in Oliver <laughs> like that's that but, in Oliver but then but like a a, a dryer is yeah it, that's, it's just a luxury you think it is a luxury particularly like, I I found it just two days ago I did laundry in L A and it was like eighty eighty five degrees out and the sun yeah. was shining I was kind of going if I spent the Three and a half minutes it would take to hang this stuff on the line. It would be dry as quickly as this dryer that I'm just spooning it into right. takes. Without but shaking I, it, probably. But too. I just couldn't yeah. be bothered to... I, I just went, ah, screw it. Yeah. just chucked it in the machine. Because I'm now turned into a like big because, Western consumer. Yeah. Because you don't, <laughs> how about you don't want to give lung problems to the general public, the out-of-doors? Yeah. To the outdoors. yeah. There's yeah. a sparrow whose uh, <laughs> who's respiratory health I was worried about. So have they actually found instances where they can point to this person spent their life drying their clothes inside and now they have emphysema? Or is it just saying, in theory, this could be a contributor to these uh, conditions? I do... Hang on, let me check. Let me see... And which clothes? Maybe certain clothes are yeah. worse for you. Yeah. Uh, like your under things, are those uh, worse I, for you? Than, or better. Or better, yeah. Does those, do those heal your lungs somehow? <laughs> I don't know. When I hang my lingerie out? I don't know if out. they have found this, and it's, uh, I think it's kind of, I think it's going to be a tricky thing to investigate, because that's, again, one of those things where it'd be hard to control for other factors. Right, Because right. houses that are more affluent, for example, tend to have more, tend, are more likely to have a dryer. And are yeah. probably able to afford better yeah. health care. Yeah. They, yeah. they probably shouldn't have done the study in a coal mining town either. That was probably <laughs> a mistake. Yep. 
and and also the researchers were always smoking. I don't know why they <laughs> yeah. did that. Yeah. They just, just kept blowing, blowing the smoke into space. Yeah. <laughs> these, these guys, these guys keep coughing. These guys all <laughs> cough. I love it. I love it. Well, I guess we could wrap things up unless you guys want to do uh, another. We could get one more story. in, you think? I got. I don't. I didn't read any other late. stories. I got some other stuff if you want. Do you have uh, a story, Andy? What I story do. do you have? Yeah. Um, actually, there's a couple I was deciding between. Um, Go for it. Just, just this jump is, in. This is not news oh, wait, to anybody, on. but I love this studies is important. like this. This is important. Okay. Tuesday. Yes. Just remember, one doesn't count. Oh, gosh. One doesn't count. Mike, this is Brooks' attempt to stop the vote. Yes. Oh, right. He's okay. trying to stop the vote. Because <laughs> one guy can't make a difference. One guy difference, can't right? make a okay. difference. The worst. Your vote the worst. is insignificant. <laughs> Toss the trash out the window. One doesn't count. One doesn't. All right, that's sorry. like the. Uh, to get that out there. Have you seen Brewster's Millions? That was a formative comedy for me. <laughs> that was right when I was about eight or nine years old. Have you heard of Brewster's Millions? I know Brewster's Millions. Yeah, but I don't know. See where it... he had to. He had to spend this money no, to that. get more yeah. money. So one of the things he did was uh, run for office to blow through some money. Oh. But he was saying, "Vote none of the above." Oh, like, okay. He didn't want you to vote for him. He just wanted you to not vote for any other. Oh, that's else. great. Yeah. Well, this last story is I just love things being debunked, and uh, there was a study done where a psychic pair failed a scientific test, as they would because the psychic powers are bullshit. Um, <laughs> but uh, this, yeah, there was an experiment that found that two mediums were unable. My new girlfriend's name is Crystal Moongazer, and she seems pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there were these two mediums were unable to demonstrate that they had special psychic powers. Uh, this is a test done by researchers at Goldsmiths, University of London, trying to establish whether mediums could use psychic abilities to identify something about five unseen volunteers. And the results carried out under test conditions did not show evidence of any unexplained powers of insight. Uh, but medium Patricia Put said this experiment, Ooh, quote, Patty Put, huh? Patty Put. Patty Put. <laughs> All right. Said, OPP. Yeah. <laughs> Double P's. This, this, she's definitely like a high school kid's like you. You know what happened last night? What? Patty put. Patty put. Nice. Uh, she said the experiment doesn't prove a thing. Um, that's my favorite part of these kind of doesn't stories. Doesn't prove a thing. It proves it. It proves everything. Yeah. But uh, if he, let's see. Farther along, she says that um, Patty put rejected the suggestion that this showed any absence of psych. Well, I should tell you what this experiment was. So they had um, two professional mediums write something about five individuals who were concealed behind a screen. These five volunteers were then asked to try to identify themselves from these psychic readings with a success rate of only one in five. Uh, so this was a result that was entirely consistent with the operation of chance alone. But one of the mediums, Patty Put, once again, she rejected the suggestion that this showed any absence of psychic powers, saying that she needed to work face-to-face with people or hear their voice so that a connection could be established. Um, quote, psychic energy was not likely to work in the setting created for the experiment, she said. Yeah, you can't, there's the sixth sense doesn't work in a situation where all the other senses aren't <laughs> yeah. also available. Yeah. Well, I do need all five of them, and then maybe yeah. I'll... And then uh, six says, like, I can't, I can't really... Like, if someone draws a picture and, and seals it in an envelope, I can't really get a psychic read from that unless I can look at the picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then when I do, I get a really clear image in my head of... Her psychic powers weren't strong enough to penetrate, like, a curtain no, being drawn exactly. in between? Oh, yeah. God. Some, some mylar was enough to keep... Yeah, like, uh, psychic powers are like a... It's like a remote control... Like yeah, a, it needs line of sight. Yeah, yeah just, this isn't like a cell phone signal or something. It's got to go, yeah. Um, but she did say that the experiment was designed to confirm, the, Patty Putt said, this was designed to confirm the researcher's preconceptions rather than examine the nature of her psychic ability. And she said, scientists are very close-minded. <laughs> That's what Patty Putt has to say about yeah, this. Yeah, you know that close-minded science community. Yeah. Don't that, come to me uh, with your closed-minded facts. Yeah, what is up with these this evidence and the <laughs> empirical... Do you, reckon, do you reckon we can land on the moon? No! No! <laughs> no! Closed-minded. The moon is for aliens. <laughs> it's not for humans. <laughs> 
And then uh, suddenly Felix Baumgartner crashes through the ceiling. Yeah. yeah. P- punches really? everybody out. Do you guys also hear Felix Baumgartner punch a dude out? Did he? Yeah. See, he's a stunt man. <laughs> he's a fucking maniac. <laughs> of course that guy fights people. That's a surprise. Not a surprise. That's See, like me being like, did you guys know that mankind, the pro wrestler, drinks all the time? <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what did he punch a guy out for? Um, I'm not actually sure, but he was he was defending. Let me see. He told him Buzz Lightyear never. I mean, Buzz Aldrin didn't land on the moon. Yeah, yeah. But he told me faked it. I bet he. Yeah. I bet he said it was all CG, man. Yeah. You weren't really up there. See, that's the right. thing. I do. I can't help but like the like. He jumped. He jumped from space. That's impressive. He did jump from space. Yeah. I just wish he hadn't then gone. Nah, no one else should do anything cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Close the the door closes behind me. I'm the last space jumper. Uh, let's see. He he was uh, he's. An Austrian court is considering an appeal by Felix Baumgartner against a conviction and a fine for allegedly punching a truck driver back in 2010 um, in Salzburg, uh, in which, let's see, he got into an argument with a Greek truck driver. Um, and oh, those Greek truck drivers. Greek truck drivers, yeah. Probably over yogurt or something. Bastards. Uzo. Uh, he yeah. was pushed away by the truck driver, then he hit him in the face. Um, yeah, so I guess the, the initial... Whatever he punched a dude, punched a Greek truck driver, but that's what stuntmen are going to do. Yeah, it's not that crazy. Am I the only one who just? Yeah, there's a little part of me that just wanted to see how high he would bounce if he shoot didn't open. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> it's like the kind of thing that would uh, kids like would that. make <laughs> it just, urban legends. It's like got, it would have been massive. Oh, yeah, man, I mean, yeah. well, I, I wonder because like, he, he, he was in a suit as well. Like, I wonder what I that suit would have done. Exploded like arms and legs everywhere. Yeah, you would just would have. Would all the guts have? Or would have been like a. Yeah, with the Bugs Bunny thing of like a hole in his impression, like a body impression. <laughs> oh, body yeah, shape. that's what would Like a wily like, coyote he shape. He wouldn't actually, like, thinking about it logically, he wouldn't actually be falling any faster than any skydiver from a regular skydiving height. Well, that's what I don't know. He's still what, hitting uh, terminal physics velocity. Here. Okay, let well, me no, but go you, back to my you're physics going, training. Your terminal velocity higher up with the air is thinner. He did top out at like 800 miles he an hour. He did, but the then, then would he be slowed down by the yeah, air? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And as the air gets denser, the terminal velocity changes, which is why he had to go so high up to get that, to right. get that speed. But at that speed, would he even have time because it's not instant that you get you don't get slowed down to regular no but you know it'll start you know they'll start to be deceleration and also you know as the as the air gets thicker the forces will be so huge because of how fast he's going right and it really it will slow him down like I'm, i'm pretty sure he would by the time he got to earth have got to the same terminal velocity as someone jumping from regular plane height but could he have uh if he hadn't opened the chute is it possible when he was going those speeds and entered the atmosphere and the air got thicker that the heat the friction from the air might have actually killed him. Is that possible? I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if 800 miles an hour is fast enough for that to be a concern. Or no, because I think he, he opened the chute once he got to a regular. But again. I'm saying if he hadn't opened the chute, would he have made it to the ground before burning? Yeah, no, would no. He, have, he wouldn't. Have yeah, no, no, that. he wouldn't no, have done no. because he's not going. That's he's not, not that going fast. that far. Because yeah, the burning ups when. What's the burning speed? What speed do you have to go to burn? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to know. So that's that's the next thing he's going to do. Like the next guy who beats him is going to jump from like, no the first shit. guy to break yeah. the sound barrier and burn. <laughs> yeah. I know. I see all those guys on the street with their flames on their car. You know. Oh my yeah. god! It's like the, it's the fastest. It's so fast. The, sitting the car just caught on fire. I can't, I can't believe it. That PT yeah. Cruiser I won't stop. <laughs> that reminds me. He's I burning s- on reentry. I so saw fast. the world's fastest bowler the other day. What? <laughs> well, his shirt had flames. Oh, like, oh yeah, my god! How did you bowl that quickly? Uh, that's. <laughs> I yeah. fired a bowling ball down a empty down a dark lane last weekend. <laughs> just, <laughs> just hit that garbage drunk at a bowling alley. Oh. Well, I'm just going to go bowling now. It was pretty fun. <laughs> Karaoke. Well, they love you there. They must love oh, you. Oh, yeah. I wasn't asked to leave after that. <laughs> <laughs> Bouncing the ball across multiple lanes. Yep. You ever done that? That's always... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Mike, have you got any shows coming up? 
Um, let me say, I'm going to be at the Improv uh, next week. I think the third. I don't know when this comes out. When does this come uh, out? Tomorrow. On the 5th. Monday the 5th. So what, what would next uh, Thursday be? Next Thursday will be uh, the 8th. 8th. got my calendar up. No, that was the week I'm after sorry. that. Oh, 15th. Yeah. Thursday, Over at the improv. 15th. I think of the Improv Lab. Okay. No, Improv the, Lab final show is the 11th. Uh-oh. Final show ever? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the yeah. final going away show for the Improv Lab on the 11th. They're What's like, it becoming? Uh, they're going to do remodeling. And then? Well, I'll be know. remodeling the Improv okay. Lab. Okay. <laughs> he didn't say, you he didn't say it's really? a stand-up show. No, I'm not kidding I've been you, out man. of the country. Did they? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, there's the emails about it. I can show it to you after. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, so Mike's not doing any shows next week. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, some, Jesus, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, uh, I'm going to be jumping out of, a, of an airplane or nice. a, uh, a satellite. Like me and Felix. Now I'm going to be, uh, you can, uh, I got a new podcast every week, traveltalespodcast.com. Nice. They can go to that. They can follow me on Twitter. What is your Twitter? Funny Mike. Funny Mike. You got Funny, funny Mike. Mike. You must have Whoa. been early in the, uh, in the Twitter game. It's early in the game and very misleading <laughs> if you've read any of the. <laughs> so follow, follow at Funny Mike. And also, as we always say, uh, follow Probably Science. Wait, send us messages. I'm going to be in New York. Comments. I'm being in New York. This is huge news, Tuesday. by the way. We were announced, we announced this. Okay, yeah. I got, I'm going to do Comedy Central's comics to watch in yeah. New York on Wednesday. Brooks, Brooks Whelan is uh, yeah. the big of, of Comedy Science podcast fame yeah. is, is one of Comedy That's, Central's comics to watch. That's really huge. Yeah, That's so great. I'm doing it Tuesday, Wednesday at Caroline's, and then I'm doing a bunch of other shows in New York while well, I'm Caroline's there. is a great room. So yeah. if you're in New York, go and see Brooks and, and look out for him. Cause I want to meet Comedy a goddamn fan. <laughs> I've never met a Probably Science So fan. go and go and find Brooks. If anyone, we definitely have listeners in New York. Please yeah. go and find Brooks. I'm doing like uh, UCB East, too, and then awesome. Cabin. So it'll be around. And so go and find him. And also, as we always tell people on this show, please, any comments, any questions, any corrections, email in probablyscience at gmail.com. Find us at Probably Science or Probably right. Science on Tumblr. And if you've enjoyed the show, give us nice ratings, comment on iTunes, because that helps boost our numbers and helps boost yeah. pe- our profile and lets other people find out about us. And it takes you 30 seconds, if that, and helps a- us. Oh, uh, January 29th, I'll be in Zanies in Chicago. January oh, nice. 29th in Zanies. And, oh, I'm being improv on election night. And do go and vote. Ignore Brooks. Go and vote. Go yeah. and vote. Come on, Brooks. I can't vote, so have my vote for One me. One doesn't nice. count. <laughs> One doesn't count. Particularly yeah. if you live in, in Iowa or, or Michigan or... Where, Virginia where, or any of the. Yeah. Where are you going to be on election night? I'm going to be the improv. Oh, okay. in Hollywood. I'm going to not. That's not any there. kind of. Theme I'm just going to be in blue that. country. I, I You're going to be in blue country. I'm going to be yeah. glued to it. Yeah, I'm going to be glued to a TV and I will be tweeting. Yeah. So anyone wants to follow be... my election night live tweets, it'll be pretty exciting. Nice. I had a little zinger in the last debate that got me some retweets and likes. You guys, no big deal. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's uh, great to hear. You guys, <laughs> all right. You and uh, but before we go, before we go, I do want to. Uh, I was not actually going to say it. Don't worry. I'm not that bad. Um, I forgot to mention that um, we're going to be setting up a PayPal donation button soon because some of you have said that you wanted to help out, and we would love that. So um, in the meantime, you can also still sign up for an Audible trial. If you go to probablyscience.com, you can see how to do that. That helps us out cover our costs. Last call to action. Um, we are trying to set up something. I don't want to give too many details of it right now, but for now, if you could just tweet at us your favorite three guests we've ever had so far um, so that we have a feel for who we should book for this thing we're working on. Um, yeah, just tweet at Probably Science and just give us no, the names I mean, of three I know who favorites. I'm voting for. Yeah, yep. We could just maybe, which just all is going to happen when we're trying to do something cool for the 50th episode. Well, yeah, I didn't want to say what it is yet because it's still in the works. But I um, mean, bottom line, it's not going to happen, guys. If it doesn't <laughs> yeah. happen at 50, it'll happen at 100. But yes, uh, so tweet us that and... Um, yeah, oh. thanks for listening. Tell your friends. And congratulations on the LA Podcast Festival. Oh, thank you. We didn't even talk about that much on here, but yeah, that was a big success. Thanks to everyone who came out for that. That was a blast, and I think it's going to keep going uh, for many years to come. So we will see you next week. Bye.